Welcome to season two of the Pines and Perspectives podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. This show understands that there is quite a bit of diversity amongst the body of Christ. So we operate according to the motto that certain things are fixed, like the essentials of faith, and the best beer is served on tap, while everything else is just a matter of perspective. Hey, what's up? It is Pints and Perspectives coming in hot with your boy, Adam, and your other boy, Cullen. What it do? Thanks for coming back. I don't know why you are, but glad you're here. <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. Bravo, my friend. That was off the cuff. Bravo. Well, tell me about your beer. Uh, I know nothing about this beer. We just went to HEB and made some purchases, and um, I've had a lot of different beers in my life, so... I was just looking for anything that I didn't recognize. Uh, Brazos Valley Brewing Company. The name of the beer is Mama Tries. The caption says, Massively hopped IPA brewed with Michigan copper hops, which I can't say that I'm familiar with that hop. Um, so this is a part of the BVB, uh, Brazos Valley Brewing Rotating IPA Series. Dang. I have no idea what that means either, but I'm assuming they have a uh, series of IPAs that they rotate. Uh, just context clues tells me that. 6.6% uh, alcohol by volume in a 12-ounce can, and they don't really give a whole lot of notes on it other than don't drink it if you're pregnant. So we'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm not pregnant, just to be clear. <laughs> Good to know, buddy. You're welcome. Good to know. Um. I have the last one in the Stone IPA variety pack. Yeah, uh, you saved from, the best for last. Did I? Adam said he's had this beer a thousand times. I've never had it. It's very um, good. It's, uh, they say it's the iconic West Coast style IPA. Indeed. 6.9% ABV. It says it has something back here on the can. It has Magnum, Chinook, Centennial, Azaka, Calypso, Ella, and Vic Secret Hops. Gang, gang. Dang. Uh, <laughs> flavor notes are lemon peel, tropical, and dank. Dank. Flavor note is dank. <laughs> flavor note is dank. That's why I've had it a thousand times in my life. Really, truly, there like was a season in my life where that was my daily drinker. It is, a, it is just a powerfully good IPA. It is like my standard. What do they mean by dank? Well, it's hoppy. It's got lots of hop notes. I mean, it's got but 30. But dank is a cannabis word. It's got 35 different hops in it. You just read the list. Yeah, I mean, it has, you yeah, might it has well, seven different kinds. You might yeah. as well chew them. Hell, I guess. It's great. It's good stuff. I've had it from the tap. It's incredible. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers my guy. Mama tries. Oh, got a little splash. What? Okay, whoa. Hold on. Now that is an experience. If you've ever had a fat tire by New Belgian Ale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first flavor note that came across my tongue, I thought of fat tire by New Belgian. That is so funny because that is the beer you had at your graduation party. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I do not remember. You're I... Wow, that was like how long ago was that? Like, I don't know, like seven years ago or something. And you know. remember the beer that well, was that, served? Well, that's the first time I'd ever tried it, and I think that's a pretty good beer. It's a great beer. I do, I do like it, yeah. especially in the winter time for some reason. But the um, it, it has like this um, I don't know what you call that, but it's almost chocolatey, 
um, very earthy. You know, and the big deal about this is like it's a massively hopped IPA brewed with Michigan copper hops. Um, Dang, so it's an IPA that tastes like a fat tire? I would not say that it's massively hopped. I guarantee you there's more hops on that stone IPA than there is on this. Well, they get a bad rating because it's false advertisement. Well, I don't know what they mean by massively. That's for sure. So I'm going to give it a... It's it, The flavor, though, the flavor um, palette is so good, but it's, it is not what they've advertised. So I'd, I'll give it a six. Okay. I'll give it a, it's a good IPA, but I don't, wouldn't suggest it's massively hopped. Um, you are right. This stone gargoyle mm. is very good. Um, it, it's very light. It's crisp. Like, you know how the bitter hop makes it crisp? Yep. Because it's light. It's light in color. You can see it on the rim. Um, and it does have a balanced, excuse me, tropical yeah. hop profile. It's great it, out of it, glass, too. It does taste very West Coast. It's very, it's the quintessential yeah. West Coast IPA. Yeah, I think like 7-2. It's very, it's very good. Yeah, good standard. Yeah, very, very good. You said daily drinker. Yeah, it could be a daily drinker IPA. If you um, love, if you love hops, like most people it don't. It's 7% though. Yeah, oh yeah. Or 6.9. They yeah. don't, they don't play games at Stone. No, nah, they, it, it, I mean, it could knock you on your ass if you're not careful. Also, um, beers like that have to be drink, don't, they don't age is what I'm trying to get at. Like, the longer this sits on a shelf or in a refrigerator, it's going to... The worse it gets. Well, not worse. It's still going to have a great flavor, um, you know, complexity, but your hops is going to diminish over time. Um, so you want to drink stuff like this fresh, as fresh as possible, which they should, if you look closely, they should have a stamped date on it. Uh, like, they're bottling... Well, that's normally on the bottles. I've never had it out of a can. I'm going to be honest. Packaged there you go. on 6-21-22. There you go. Enjoy by 10-19-22. Holy is. hell. There Atta it is. Boy. Yeah. Look at you with your beer knowledge. I know things. I know things. <laughs> so, there you well, go. Well, tell me what you know about Paradise. Nothing. I've never been there. Neither has anybody I've talked to, so I don't know. It's well, all give me guesswork. your thoughts about your guesswork. <laughs> I just I just want to make it very clear by this episode that the whole conversation around death, it just like we are not it is all guesswork. Everything. Every yeah. that's okay. yeah. Just that's clear. why there's a question mark at the end of the series. Just being clear, nobody knows anything. Yeah, um, well, Revelation has like fifteen different academically accepted ways to translate it holistically. The reason like why, interpret it holistically. The reason why I make the point emphatically is because there's a very large number of individuals specifically in this country who think they do have it figured it's out true. and they will oppress me because of it. Anyways, it's, true. it's not, very true. It's not about my oppression, it's about the oppression of others. Um what was the original question? My thoughts on paradise. Okay, so I think that my conception of paradise, I grew up in the church. I first started attending church when I was four years old. I was baptized at the age of five. Until the age of 33, I attended church probably at minimum 50 times a year every single year of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe get two weeks off. Maybe. Yeah, same boat, same boat. Um, and I still do it, yeah. And, and in those contexts, they were all predominantly white, evangelical, um, either Baptist, charismatic, or non-denominational contexts. 
So I have been ingrained with a concept of paradise and, and heaven. If I use, if I may use those terms interchangeably for the moment, um, I, like there is a concept that I have had just like uh, indoctrinated within me, right? So then I go off to college and I read a book that is written by an individual who was just kind of making it all up based on his own personal poetic styling. And I read this book and I realize my, book is my entire con my entire concept of heaven is based not on a scriptural dis uh, uh, description of heaven, yep. but upon a fiction poetic yep. verse book that you've proof texted together by a few one-off. Not me, everybody but, who taught me. Right, yeah. And that book is Paradise Lost by John Mil yep. Milton. Yep, yep, exactly. I've read that book. That's a fantastic book. I think everyone should read that book. That book is the reason that white American Christians think that the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil is an apple. It's in this book. Yep. This is Which not is the Bible. Which is where they got most of their theology. Demons? Yep. Right here. Satan? Right here. Our entire yep. concept of hell, yep, right here, yep, and our concept of heaven, yep, right here. So also, so, and that that is not now. John Milton was a Christian, so like you might be like, well, well, what was he like a Buddhist? No, nope, nope. He was English a Christian. Christian. He was an English guy. Um, he lived between sixteen fifty eight. Um, like in the 1650s, 1650, 1650, 65. I can't remember when he died. It's probably in this book somewhere. Anyways, all that to say, like in the 1600s, 1660s, something like that. Um, yeah, and this edition in particular that I was reading was written in 1674. But um, I think we have the same exact edition. We probably have the same exact copy. I mean, this is the most uh, accessible copy. Well, we also both had to read it at HBU. That's true, too. That's right, right. That's right. So what's interesting here is this is poetic verse. Yep. Like, if you've never read this before, it's not a novel. Nope. Though it does read like a narrative, of course. Well, it's because it's telling a story, but it's poetry. But it is the story of heaven and hell. It's a, it's the story of the fall of humanity. It's the story of paradise lost. It yeah. Is the, is the story of post-lapsarian right. and the way in which it will come full circle. Exactly. But it is not scripture. No. It, it not is informed by a Western Christianity. Yeah. That's a great way to, yeah. You're but it is not right. scripture. Um. But yet, it is where most of our, and I say specifically, dogma. Absolutely. Come from. 100% it comes yep. out of this book, not out of scripture. So, that is my thoughts on paradise. And so, what my current thoughts are on paradise is I have literally no clue. Well, here's my thoughts on paradise. I agree with everything you just said. Thank you. Um, Don't bring back Clayton. Nope. Don't bring back Clayton. Uh, Clayton, him. Clayton is great, but we need to make time for Clayton to do the things Clayton's good at. We love Clayton. Um, so, paradise is a hopeful conversation of what the euphoric pinnacle creation is like. Um, mm, I like euphoria. The, yeah, on the other side of death being gone, what is paradise? That is heaven. Um, and I think it is just really stupid, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I, genuinely, I don't mean that to be insulting. I think it is really stupid to think that God's initiative of God, creator and sustainer of life, thank you, um, 
When's that a prayer? Creator and sustainer of life chose to take on death, literally change themselves, become passable, endure suffering, and die. The one thing God cannot know, death. God chooses to die in the person of Jesus to fix the problem initiated by sin and death at our expense in Genesis 3. This is the myth part of the storytelling. Um, I think it is stupid to think that God would go to those extremes to fix this problem and not make it look something like what they decided it needed to look like in the beginning. Yeah, so I mean, this is... The way you're reading the scriptures is creation, fall, restoration to the original intended design yep. of creation. That is how stories are written. Yeah, Friends, sure. this is stories. This yeah. is a book. Yeah. You start, there's a problem. The, the rest of the story is fixing the, the problem, problem introduced and getting it back to what it needs to be. That is how storytelling works. But do you think it's literal? No, it's legend. It's myth. Okay, so when you die, still, do you go to paradise? I think some people at a certain point will go to paradise. Well, that was a loaded answer. Some people at some point. What does that mean? Well, there's paradise, there's purgatory, and there's punishment. Question mark. Oh, like he just like <laughs> so cleverly weaved in the, the title of the series. Um, so... Well, I don't know where we want to go with this because I don't want to jump ahead in episodes. Well, what do you, I mean, like, so do you think paradise, do you think heaven is you sitting around singing kumbayas to a temple that's shining in a color you can, like in a bright light, and like millions of people just singing kumbaya to Jesus on the throne? Full disclosure, I don't think anything is going to happen to me after death except for I'm going to re-fertilize the ground of the earth so that a tree might grow. Oh, you just think that, like, literally YOLO, like, this is it. You don't think there's anything when you die? I think either I stop consciously existing, like, I think my biomatter goes on forever, but I think my consciousness does not, or, or, if this whole thing is true, we, I am a hopeful universalist, in the sense that all humanity does exist on some eternal plane. Why the hell would you be a universalist? I don't think there's okay. Well, now we're talking about now it's paradise. Why would now you we're think, talking about soteriology? Do you want to go to soteriology? Well, yeah, well, literally, soteriology is the entrance into paradise, so it's okay to talk about. It's but all yeah. Connected. Why the hell do you want to be a universalist? Because I think that. If God is sending people to hell, that's problematic. Why do you think God's sending people to hell? Why are you giving God people shit? I don't believe in hell. I don't think anybody goes to hell. I don't either. So why are you saying that everybody has to get saved? No, 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 no. I said everybody goes to heaven. But that's getting every, that's everybody getting saved. Sure, yeah. Why would you not think that? Um, because why would any... What, what excludes people? Just like what excludes people from any family when they choose to walk away from it. So people have the power. Okay, so this is, okay, all right, C.S. Lewis. So people have the power to walk away from God. Yeah, why Why would you want to serve a God that allows people free will and spend 70, 80 years of their life 
actively choosing not to pursue and worship God, why would you want to worship a God that forces them to worship so if I them ch- for eternity? So if I choose not to worship God because I don't enjoy it or whatever my motivation may be, mm-hmm. I cease to exist after death. But if I enjoy going to church, then I get to live forever. Not enjoy. Not enjoy it. This is a process of healing, bro. So sometimes okay. this shit ain't fun. So all people die. What happens to all people? What's the baseline? Everybody dies okay. and goes into holding <laughs> yeah. for sure of okay. some kind. Nobody knows. Correct. The answer. Correct. Okay. So all people die and end up in a holding cell. Like, well, like, here's, like here's the, the way I have to do it. Okay. I have to do it this way because everybody has to die and I have to make space for a holding place because my anthropology my theological anthropology requires me to have a body so any of this immaterial shit nah that's out that's out so jesus valued the body too much so when you die you somehow become material again got it you resurrect so none of this happens until resurrection correct so everybody goes into holding until resurrection so everybody is like soul sleeping correct that's an actual term i didn't make that yeah 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 for sure everybody's soul sleeping okay go ahead until judgment okay proceed at which point judgment will be Jesus resurrecting uh-huh, uh-huh. everybody that is either going to make it into paradise or purgatory. So no one is in hell currently. Hell doesn't exist. Got it. No one's in paradise currently. No. No one's in purgatory currently. No. Everybody's hanging out waiting. Mm-hmm. That's a long wait. Are the, is it conscious? Everybody's sleeping. Is it conscious sleep? This is why Jesus can say... To the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise. Because when you ask, wake up, it seemed like you just where like, is the this, next day. Where is this holding place? Because like my grandmother's already deteriorated in her in her in her coffin, so like there's only like leftover biomatter. Where's her soul, bro? Why why are you? Well, my grandmother, I don't know. She was just the first dead person to. Pop no, why are you so like? Why are you so bent out of shape about her actual body? You're the one who just said that the actual body matters. It does, but why are you being out of shape that she's already deteriorated? How's she going to get that physical body back? Do you not think you're divinely made? Okay, so God's just going to like come back and snap it back to being. Well, the story did tell us that we're made out of dust anyways, according to Adam. So it does tell us that God has the capacity to enact... You know, that's probably the most accurate verse in the Bible. We are made out of dust. You know why? Because we're made out of stuff that floats around... Oh, I don't have it on my phone. Yeah, it's fine. There's the the new uh, the new web telescope. There's like this image that they got off this web telescope. And it's you full don't of dust. stop talking about the web telescope. I it's already told beautiful. you. I already told you. A dude took a picture of some baloney and edited it and put it out on the internet and said that it was from the web telescope. Conspiracy theorist over here. Um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just man. saying. It's Comment like, below if you think the James Webb Telescope images are beautiful and should be uh, considered and thought of as uh, an advancement in human technology and. Uh, um, 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 exploration. I do. Oh I my God. Okay. Back to the point, <laughs> which I have lost entirely. What happens to people when they die? Okay, so their souls in go the into a sleep, an unconscious, uh, uh, suspended state in some sort of space somewhere. This is what I think. Yeah. Until judgment day, which is Jesus returning and resurrecting all people. Nope. 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 Not all people proceed. Only people that are going to purgatory or paradise. Where are the other people going? They stand right there. Why? How do they get because to leave? They, they don't. So they're it's damned. It's annihilation. 
It just, oh, everything you're an just ceases to That is death. That is the ultimate death. God set everything in motion and said, do not pursue death. Do not pursue things of death. If someone spends their entire life pursuing death and sin, I refuse to worship a God that forces that person to worship them for eternity. That is slavery. I refuse to worship a God that does that. So I cannot be a universalist, and yet I also refuse to worship a God that eternally torments their children. And so, yes, I'm an annihilationist. Okay, fair. So who, what, what gets you, what um, judgment comes, and you're a part of the group of people that go into purgatory. How is that determination made? Yeah, so I think that is, and I don't have the answer to this. Right. What I think <laughs> is it's some experience of pluralism. Explain, explain. So I think if there are people out in the world that are trying to pursue God and divine things. Muslims. Yeah. Even if they get it wrong. Hindus. Yep. Yep. All of them. Atheists. No, because they're not pursuing God. They, their, their literal identifier is that there is no God. So they will be annihilated. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so what about the Buddhists and the Hindus? Yep, all of them. If you are pursuing God, and I, I think there are morally good people that are literally just trusting their body because I believe every person is indwelled with divinity. And so I believe there are morally good people that are just trying to figure it out and maybe they didn't hear a message of Jesus. Maybe they weren't given that opportunity. So they're good. They're people with good morals who are pursuing good morality, So, but they get annihilated too. Nope. They, all of this category of people, morally good, pursuing themselves, their their own, trying to listen to their body, figure shit out, and anyone pursuing God in any kind of religion that is not actively pursuing death or thinks death's the answer, all of those people will get sorted into purgatory and paradise. And I think the paradise people, I think, I do think the Christian story is that it has something to do with Jesus. How loose that is, does that include Muslims because he's a prophet? Probably not. I think purgatory, they like they got to work some shit out, I think. But that's how I view it. I think Jesus is the key to paradise. I do believe that. I think that is how it works. And everybody that's pursuing divinity goes into purgatory. Anyone who spent their life saying, fuck God, goes into annihilationism. And what I think a- it all happens at Judgment Day after a holding period. Oh, man, what a complex system. It's divinity. Also, I am 1,000% sure that at some point I am wrong. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the problem there is that with the atheists, so I would, I know some atheists who are moral people who are pursuing morality, who are pursuing, they wouldn't use the term divinity, but they would, they would say that they're pursuing them, understanding themselves and listening to their body and doing good in the world and oh, serving I others. That, I would say that those people are actually, yeah, I would call those people agnostic. And what I think most of them, I would put them in the same category. I put Bart Ehrman. But what if they put themselves in a different category what the what if they say fuck god but i oh i said that on a podcast my lord well that's what i said too i, I don't know. care i don't care because i don't care what i say about myself and i don't care what i say about you or anybody else says about you the only thing that matters is what god says about you yeah and so if god says that i am holy if god says that i am well god loved, didn't say you are holy god, god said you are divine god said you are loved and god said you are indwelled so if i reject that you get to decide whether or not you are holy. Okay, so here's another book. <laughs> Come on. So another very influential theologian in my life is a man, a German man named Emil Bruner. Emil Bruner. He um, 
Google him. I, I don't. He, he great guy. Lived in the contemporary of Karl Barth. Contemporary of Karl Barth, German. Uh, although he um, he was uh, uh, lived in Zurich. Sorry, um, and he lived like in the fifties and sixties. Well, I mean, he was born in the eighteen nineties, but um, most of his most work, of his writings in nineteen fifty forties, fifties, sixties from Zurich. Anyways, so this is what this is what he says too. Um, Wait, where was I going with that? I lost my train of thought trying to describe Emil Brunner. He says that the rejection of God, he's a, he would agree with you. He would say that the re, that the human rejection of a relationship with God is the only thing that causes you to experience the fullness of death. Well, this is what I think Jesus means when he's, when they ask him what's the only unforgivable, unforgivable sin, and he says blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You say you mean that that's just a rejection of God. Yep. Thousand percent. So, but the problem with that is, what if I am in a religious system in which that oak tree, to continue to use that, I don't, I can't even tell if it's an oak tree for real. There is an oak tree out there. That that oak tree is that my was God. on last metaphor. That was on last episode. So you need to, you need to Sorry, clarify hi. your metaphor. My metaphor is if that it, what if I make that tree that oak tree God and I create a religion around it? Do I end up in purgatory paradise or annihilated? It depends on what your system of religion is. What? Okay, that tree makes me a better person. In I the don't world. think Muslim extremists that thought driving airplanes into the Twin Towers are going to be in purgatory. Okay, what about Christian? They chose death. What about Christian nationalists who no, killed No, they chose death. But they, but they pursue God. But they might be in purgatory. They can be a Christian nationalist and still do it in ways of death that bring about death. This would be my same argument with the Jews. In the biblical story, like, yeah, if you pursue death, even if you identify with Christ, you will be in purgatory. If you got to work your shit out, you do it in purgatory. Who doesn't have to work their shit out? I think there are some people that don't have to work their shit out. Like whom? I hope that I don't have to work my shit out. I could be wrong. And some things he's wrong about. That's right. So I hope that I don't. I hope that I've got it close enough right that I don't have to work my shit out and I can enter right into paradise. But I may have to be in purgatory too because I may have some shit wrong. Uh, uh, Cullen, I'm not familiar with every episode of this podcast. Have you ever done a treatment of purgatory? Does the audience know what you mean by purgatory? Because uh, I've just realized that I I am assuming I know what you mean by purgatory. And I think I do because we've both been theologically trained. But Yeah, uh, probably not. Because it's a Catholic doctrine. It's not a very common doctrine amongst, well, I don't know what the audience well, to be fair, it originated as a Catholic doctrine. There are lots of traditions that hold purgatory now. C.S. Lewis um, was yeah. all about purgatory. He was not a Catholic. Well, he's Anglican. Right. Came uh, from Catholic. Right. Uh, yeah. Purgatory is a common held belief. Um, and here's the deal. The creeds, the Nicene Creed specifically, is what Wellhouse operates off of. It does not really speak to afterlife theology. I was going to say, there's nothing in there. (laughs) Nobody knows. And so we get to bullshit around. I do think, me as a person, I have to hold to that it is resurrection. Primary. Resurrection has to be the metaphor. That is Old Testament and Jesus. It's got to be resurrection. Um, And so it has to be a conquering of death. Like, it has to be a conquering of death. Um. And then after the conquering of death, paradise has to be an experience of resurrection where the message of Jesus, I believe 
Jesus. More than anything else, I believe the words of Jesus. Sure. And Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Okay. And I believe that the message of Jesus, the life of Jesus, models the most experience of life. Mm. And that I think that when I read the person of Jesus, and this is true cross cross religions, even critics, critics of Christianity never have a problem with Jesus. Nobody ever has qualms with Jesus. They have, they have qualms with Christians. Correct. Because <laughs> Christians and so are that evil. Means, so that means that Jesus is right when he says, I am the truth. Mm-hmm. Then that means I also have to accept that he is right, that he is the way. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus must be the way, the gatekeeper of somehow. Couldn't you interpret into, those? Into paradise. Couldn't you interpret I am the way, the truth, and the life as um, him saying that uh, about your like corporeal, like current existence. I interpret those verses to me. He is the way, the truth and the life. So I can now on September, whatever today is, um, live in a way and in a truth that brings me life today. I don't necessarily have to interpret that as a, as, as a commentary on my eternal life, on my eternal existence. You don't, but that's not how he seemed to me. <sighs> well, okay. I mean, like, you're trained hermeneutic. Like, if, if you want to not take Jesus at his own words, that's fine. Oh. <laughs> but Jesus made it eternal, so maybe you should too. Yeah, I just... What do you do with me in your system who I like Jesus... I I very much hang on the words and example of Jesus. I'm a Pelagian. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, if you don't know why that's funny and why we're snickering, you should watch three episodes, four episodes. Adam's ago. introductory episode. In my introductory episode. Uh, the last, the the final thing in that episode. Yeah, I'm a Pelagian. Um, but I don't believe in an all powerful deity that's outside of my own personal experience. Like sure. Okay. Maybe I'm deity. I'm divinity or, or whatever. I do have a master's in divinity by law, um, by law. but you see what I'm saying? Like, I no, don't, I don't, I, I consider myself a Christian atheist. I don't believe in a God. I know you keep saying that, but then, then don't consider yourself a Christian. See, that's what people want to do to me, but I do because I still follow the way of Jesus. Not but what's all- your hope. What's your hope? My hope is that if I follow the way of Jesus, that today, September, whatever it is, I can live a life filled with truth and liberation. Well, how's that working for you? Great. Do you think so? Yes. Because I look around and I still see a lot of death. Every person I know is still going to die. That still sucks, bro. Exactly. So we have to accept that reality. Now we're going back to, oh, now we're going back to the last episode. We accept that everybody dies, but why does death have to be the end of the story? Why does death get to be the end of the story? You got to ask the biological system. I guess you got to ask God since he's the author of death, then don't you? You're right. They are the author. They 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 are the author of life bringing about a reciprocity here. Papa. Yeah, that, yes. You should go watch that movie. I have seen the movie. You should watch it again. It's trash. Read the book. The yeah, movie's trash. You should. Read the book. 
It's not trash. It's trash. Read it's the book. It's not trash. The book is significantly better. It's astronomically better. And I know I people always say that about book movies. I but know. Like, no, it's true. It's true. Astronomically I, This better. is why I didn't watch it. My favorite scene in that book is literally not even in the freaking movie. Which one? It's the one where the explosion in the sky with all the lights, like the Holy Spirit like blows up. Like there's all that these like- That is in the movie. But it's just terrible. In it my, is. In my, in, how are you supposed- Yeah, it's true. Sorry. No, it's true. Rant it, over. It's not, it's not the best done- my favorite we, scene. We really got off on something. My favorite scene in that movie or in that book is actually one that's not in. Okay, what? Which scene? Um, it's the one where Mac first realizes the holes are in Papa's wrist too. Oh yeah, that's a great moment. Yeah, well, it's also a modalistic metaphor, but is, yeah, there is. Uh, well, that's the big critique of that book right it's, well it's because every metaphor of god breaks down at some level because the trinity is complex and nobody understands right. it so anyways yes <laughs> for for paradise for paradise now uh, I so think, my question was what do you do with me as someone who isn't necessarily pursuing a relationship with god but i am attempting to model my life on a christian ethic and morality yeah i think you'll be fine <laughs> thanks i think it'll be fine i guess i'm saved because i do you, think do you want to baptize me now no you've been baptized I, i'm only doing it once should i make an offering no i'm a sacramentalist i'm only baptizing you once okay cool. i'll wash your feet we'll take the communion um yeah we'll wash feet and take communion cheers um <laughs> cheers uh no i think i guess i'm going to purgatory to work my shit out well we all might be in purgatory to work our shit out we genuinely all might be in purgatory to work our shit. And we genuinely may, might all. So how long is it going to take if everybody's just soul sleeping? I don't know. Whenever God decides that they're going to right this ship. They need to make a decision. They are fighting a war, I think. Against whom? That's a great question. Oh, my Lord. The Bible calls that person, that character, that force, a lot of different things. I personally choose to call that force evil. Sometimes it gets represented represented as the ha satan, ha -satan. the adversary. Yeah, get on. Um, but no, nah, it's just evil. It's the thing. It's the cosmic force that's bringing about experiences of death. Okay, let's back up because we're at like thirty minutes already. So I want to go back to. I feel like we're going to touch on that in future episodes when we talk about hell and Satan and stuff like that. Well, we're going to continue talking about paradise because we hadn't even touched it yet. <laughs> well, so that's where I was going back to. Do you want to end this episode and come back later? No, or? go ahead. Well, well I was going to ask. Question. So what is your theory? Of, okay, so let's say Cullen dies. He spends his thousand years in purgatory because we all know you I got shit to work out. Work. This is an art, not a science. Okay, well, we know you're in purgatory. But then you get out of purgatory because you work it out. Yeah. And... You are then where? What is paradise at that point for you? Next episode. Thanks for listening to the Pints and Perspectives podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.